Talk Radio. Hey there, welcome to the Miss Reason Show. We are here with authorist Strawberry, and I'm excited because this is one of my first authors. I'm very excited to be conversing with her. Um, welcome, Strawberry. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming in. So we're gonna get into. Um, first, we're gonna we're gonna start at the beginning. Um, so let's talk about you know Strawberry when she was younger, when she was just Lauren. So um, how old were you when you dis- when you first started to write? When you felt like this was gonna be what you wanted to do? Well, when I started writing, I was thirty years old. Back when I was not even Strawberry and I was just Lauren, um, I started out as a reader. Um, in the beginning, I never actually liked reading. I used to always think that reading was so boring, and I could never understand why people would just sit and read and be very content with that. So it wasn't until I picked up uh, my very first book. Uh, it was by Zane. It was called, uh, I think it's like the a- APF uh, Pussy Bangers or something of that nature. Right. But that was the very first book that I have read. And since I read that book, I just completely fell in love, and that's the only author I started to read. And so later on, I started to um, venture out and start reading Asim Hobbs. And then I started reading Cedric Lewis books. And then and then ever since, for some reason, I just always felt like I wanted to tell a story. So my best friend, who is an author herself, said to me, I would make a great writer because I have just such a vivid imagination and I just love to tell stories. And she was, it would be great if I, like, put that on paper. And at the time, I never thought I would be any good until I just gave it my first shot. And when I gave it my first shot, you know, when I started talking with Cedric Lewis, he actually um, hooked me up with um, my very first anthology project. And that's pretty much how I got into the whole writing process. Okay, so the very first anthology, which that's really unique anyway, because most authors, um, hey, most authors, um, you know, have a passion for reading first, or, or they they develop a passion for writing really young. So that's unique that that you didn't even like reading to begin with, right? Okay, so that's really crazy. Not even like can read, want to write, you know, well. Is all around. That's that's a huge leap. So kudos on that because that that was that's a hard thing to do. But Thank thanks you. To, for introducing you. Um, okay, let's get to your anthology. So, okay. Um, what was the first anthology about? Like, was it was it a collection or did you was it a collective theme that you guys had? Well, the theme was pretty much a love story. It was a different kind of love story. And so that's actually how Diamond in the Rough was first born. Um, Diamond in the Rough, before it was revised, was just a short story, which was a love story between Diamond and Jesse. And after that, I just revised it, and I turned it into something where Diamond's just trying to find herself and find love, but she's finding it in the wrong place. And she doesn't okay. realize that she is eventually going to find love right in her face, but just doesn't see it. Right. Okay, so Diamond in the Rough is going to be a two-part series? Yes. Okay. Okay, so how many anthologies did you do 
before uh, you decided you wanted to move on to novels? Well, I only did one anthology. Um, I was supposed to do another one, but uh, the second one never uh, happened due to um, some difficult, like some personal difficulties that um, that the um, other publisher was having. So we didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to do the second one. Um, we was going to do that one based upon uh, breast cancer, love story with breast cancer. So okay. um, that that would never happen. So the only um, anthology project that I was involved with uh, is a different kind of love story, which is actually currently available now. Um, that was a year ago. No, about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Um, and that gave me an idea, too, as, as your publisher, too. Um, maybe I'll get you ladies to write an anthology that, that has something to do with, um, you know, breast cancer and, and still finding love and, and being strong and surviving or something. You know, that way you all three of you can have something Yes, I would love that. And that, and that's, yeah, that's, that was something that I have already kind of started writing, and you know, until I just kind of put it on the back burner. Right. Okay, so that's something to look forward to, right? And that would get a oh, lot yeah. of press and everything because of themes. Okay, so um, you know, the the second one didn't fall through. What made you decide that you wanted to find a publisher and write and write your well, what made me try to find a publisher was the fact that I was really, I was, I really wanted to be a part of uh, a company where they had a brilliant empire and they really looked after their own. And um, before I signed with you, you know, I was looking at other um, publishers and um, kind of like um, observing how how they are with their um, accomplishments are the authors that are signed mm-hmm. under them as far as what it is that I want to achieve and what that publisher can bring to the table to kind of help me get there. Um, I, I tried my hand and kind of like trying to be under different publishers, but that never really worked out. And it really wasn't until you actually came on uh, my show, Unmasked, and uh, the host interviewed you. Um, so pretty much when, when she interviewed you and you were talking, uh, giving us a background as far as with your company and, your background, I, I was just, ever since, I just could not get it out of my mind. And I just said to myself, you know what, let me give this a try. And, you know, I did my research on you and stuff and, and your books and so forth, and I just felt that we would actually make a great fit. Right. And that to be the case. Actually, before you um, came to me, I had, um, okay, I signed with it with a company originally with a small company, um, and that didn't work out. I'm not gonna bash them or anything. It just didn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. My book was successful. My book went number one, but I got zero dollars, so um, I got out of that contract. And um, I ended up starting a company with um, two friends of mine um, called Creative Mind Books, and it actually was going pretty well. But um, for you know, I was taking initiative initiative to make moves too much for the liking of my partners and we ended up breaking the company up because we felt like I was taking over but the company had we had 25 books out we had 11 authors signed and I had done most of the recruiting and I had done most of the work and everything but you know we broke the team up and I was perfectly for that I ended up with um, still bringing in like five or six authors with me but um, I initially said I was going to give up publishing because I just wanted to work on myself. And when you came to me, I had literally just gotten rid of everybody except people. And 
Um, you know, I just wanted to work on me. But when you came to me, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I, I don't, I didn't want to turn you away. So, um, you know, I'm glad. I feel like you know, I think you're a team, and I feel like, um, you know, like you're for the team, and I, I really can't ask for that from, you know, somebody that signed me. Right, and and, I, and I'm glad you didn't because I feel like, you know, what you're trying to do with your empire, I think I can, you know, bring so much to the table, and we can, you know, grow an empire together. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're good at right. the whole writing aspect and the publishing. Like, you have your sets of things that you're good at. I have my sets of things that I'm good at, and together makes a beautiful marriage, in my opinion. Right, I agree, and I feel the same way about, you know, Felicia as well, I think and talents, you know, really mesh as well and, and that we're going to be very successful. Exactly. And you're, also, you're a great recruiter as well. You're a recruiter. And I, that was something I really didn't do, so I'm glad that you do it <laughs> because I really wasn't Aww. up for it. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate you. I want you to know that. But, um, okay, so let's talk about, so now, um, you know, what was it that made you decide, okay, I want to sign with her? Because, you know, everybody has their factors, and I, I made it a point to be different as far as my percentages, as far as the, um, you know, creative freedom. I, I made it a point to be different as a publisher. But what was the key factor that made you decide, okay, this is who I'm choosing? Well, what sets you apart from different publishers is the fact that, you know, I don't want to bash anybody as well because, you know, there, there are some publishers where when it comes to royalties, they take a certain percentage and then the author has a certain percentage. You are the type where you you more so want to see your authors grow into their own and start their own brand as well as where y'all still together, we still work together, we're still un- I'm still under you. However, I still have my brand, and you're teaching me how to make it grow and make it more noticeable in a positive light. And that's what sets you out uh, more so than the other publishers. And not only that, but when you were on the Unmasked show and you were talking about your experiences and stuff, that also opened up um, an avenue for me because I had in the back of my mind, okay, she's perfect. Just by basically what, what all you were saying. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do have some more ideas for the brain, too, that I was going to do a group message with you ladies um, to get some ideas. You know, always try to, you know, help you grow as much as possible. And I, I do think that just because you're my company, you should be able to brand yourself because you you are an author, not just a team member. You're an author. And people need to know your voice and know you as a brand. Exactly. Right. And okay, I, and I so. feel like I can just really, I feel like I can just really have the world see the strawberry in its true form. But go ahead, right. I didn't cut you off. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. And I fully agree with that. And that's what, um, you know, goals as a publisher is to really get you guys to be able to, to have your voice be seen regardless of, you know, have your logo because when you promote you're not just promoting for us you're promoting for you and that's that's really important exactly you know okay so um you said that um is um diamond in the rough originally started out as a short love story so how how did you decide what changes to make to make it the type of story that it is because i never read it as a short story so i'm not like i don't know the difference 
Well, it started actually how I started to revise it, what made me revise it into how it is now. Um, it, it started out with my previous relationships, and I took how my previous relationships were with different men um, incarcerated, me being a prison girlfriend for on and off for eight years. Um, and just kind of took little bits and pieces of my life, and I decided to turn Diamond more so into me, so to speak, you know, where she has some things that I can relate to as well as other characters. So I decided to kind of put all that together as well as create the love dynamic in that. Right. Okay, so let's get into the book. Um, who is your favorite character? Book, you know, My favorite character. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying, oh, there, there are several characters, several characters, several females, and several males. Okay, well, I would have to say that my favorite male character is Apollo. And the reason why he's my favorite character is because he is the type of man that I wish I had in my life as far as a a brother-sister standpoint or or as far as a a boyfriend-girlfriend standpoint. So uh, that's why Apollo is my favorite character. Um, He's protective? Yeah, he's also very protective. And, of course, my favorite female character is um, um, Hypnotic. And the reason why Hypnotic is my favorite character is because of the fact she's everything that I want to be. And I'm more so Diamond, who is more curious and kind of just kind of wants to come into her own and still getting to know herself as a person. So in between Hypnotic and Diamond, but I would say Diamond is more so my favorite because she's the person that I wish I kind of was. You know, because Hypnotic is a little bit more on the sassy side. She's more outgoing. She's more, um, what's the word? Like, she's more aggressive in a way. She's kind of like the female version of Apollo. Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite was actually Hypnotic's girlfriend. Liked her, oh, Rebecca. I'm sorry, we got cut. We're getting cut off, honey. What are you saying? Just Jay. Hello. I can hear you a little bit. You're kind of going in and out. Jay? Yes, can you hear me? Um, a little bit. Hello? Can you... A little bit. Okay, girl, I'm in the country. I'm sorry. Um, can you hear now to um, understand the questions? I'm sorry? Can you hear me enough to understand the questions? No, I didn't understand. Um, the only thing I heard that you say was Rebecca is your favorite uh, character. Okay, I was saying I felt bad for um, how Hypnotic, was, you know, had really been using her because she was in love with Apollo the entire time. And then I felt like, um, you know, she, her, Rebecca's character became strong at the end dealing with the cancer and everything. And I was happy she found love. Yeah, me too. I was very happy about that. Yeah, I feel like you know she had layers. She was she was one of the characters that had you know multiple 
multiple um, levels to her personality. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, part two. Uh, have you thought about what you're going to do with this story? To be honest, I have not thought, thought out 100% what I'm going to do with this story as of yet. However, um, I have noticed uh, with some of the readers that read the first part of the story, they got a little bit confused as far as why certain events happened and the fact that it was a little bit, uh, it needed to be a little bit more detailed. So in book two, pretty much will kind of, it'll, it'll kind of cover everything that was in part one that folks did not understand, which will make a kind of clearer picture as far as why Apollo did what he did and, and how he was where he was, as well as hypnotic. And um, Rebecca will be more, um, Rebecca will show up more in part two as well. Okay. So that's something to look forward to, definitely. Okay, so yes. um, with you, with your book just being released recently, how do you feel um, being a published author? No. You know, I feel very good. You know, um, there are times, a lot of times, if I see that three-star, I kind of I get a little hurt, but I know it's only going to make me stronger as an author. Well, you know, you just got to use those to grow. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You just got to use those types of things to grow. You know, you can't please everybody. And that's why I always tell you, write for you. Because if you love books, there'll be people that love it and people that don't love it, and it'll still be okay. That's true. Yeah. And I, and I, keep, I keep having that voice of yours in the back of my mind as far as, you know, having tough skin and, and, and not take things to heart and still learning. You know, I am getting a little bit better. I was better than what I was. Um, but I, I do know that all of this is just pretty much lessons for me to grow and to know that with upcoming future books, I will be better and better the more I write. Exactly. And that's exactly what it's for. But, you know, you may not ever, you know, there's going to be the one person that doesn't get anything. Okay. You know, that, that's okay. And, and then you also got to gotta understand that sometimes it's just hate. Others just hate. There are people that won't even read your book and give you a three or a two star rating just because. So it's right for you, and it makes those people that like it is even better, and those people that don't, then it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, and that's another reason I have you ladies write in different categories because maybe maybe this person doesn't like urban fiction as much as they like sci-fi or as much as they like Christian fiction or you know, like if if you spread yourself out. You'll be able to grow creative. You'll be able to pick up a wider span audience. That's true, and that's that's actually what I'm um, working on now is trying to broaden my horizons and write in different categories. Right. Right. And with growth, and you never know. Maybe, maybe you'll end up being a better sci-fi writer. Right. Specific area, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Whether or not uh, you like it for one, or whether or not it's you know, it's your your hidden talent, because I actually really really like writing Christian books, and it surprised me a lot because I'm really really good at erotica. I'm really good at erotica. They come easy to me. I found it more challenging and more um, fulfilling than I was. Huh. It took and more you know creativity. What, you know what I'm saying? 
Right. And that, now that I think about it, I'm thinking as far as the more I write in different genres, I might just find my uh, creative niche as far as, okay, this is the genre that I'm good at. This is the genre that right. reaches the kind of audience that I need to reach. Right, exactly. And that's and that's why I, I do that because, for one, you never want to be boxed in. You never want to be boxed in as in, oh, yeah, that is the only, you know, category she writes in or whatever. You never want to be boxed in like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, and you know, how do, how do you know if you only ever try to write, you know, street fiction or hood fiction, how do you know that you're not an awesome poet or an awesome sci-fi writer or an awesome horror writer? You know, I, I don't think they have enough stories and I would just love you you know if you have to be good I swear I would support it 1000 percent you know I, I never I never um you you know that I if I just let you you ladies tell me what you want to write and I'm always fine with it because you know I feel like the more creative freedom you have the more the easier the story will come to you if you're forced to write, forced to write type of story you you won't like it then right but you know what I've noticed, yeah. though? A lot of times, a lot of times if I have set out, like, a particular book to write and I'm in the middle of writing it, then other characters would come to me and start talking to me on other future projects. And then I end up writing on that level. So, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, is that normal for an author? That's the great thing because you never want the uh, the exact opposite, which is writer's block. You never want to not have anything to write. If you have multiple projects that you have your hand in or your baby toe in, whatever you want to call it right now, then you'll always be able to write on one of your projects. And you'll always have one project almost finished because you're always working on multiple projects. It's being silly right now. One when you lose, when you, you know, when you lose energy for that, but then you have nothing else to do for that. To figure out how to and come Whereas if you have old projects and different, right? Hmm. Yeah, it gives you more options and more space. Right. Yeah, it does. Right, and never stop yourself from at least jotting them down because you never know which story is going to be the one that takes you over the line of of being a success, a bestseller. You know what I'm saying? I actually think I know which one of my books is going to be the one, but it's crazy because the author, the publisher that I originally signed to, she didn't even want the story. I think High Heels is going to be so huge, but she didn't even want the story. She told me not to write her when I write it when I pitched it to her. Oh wow! Yeah, she told me she didn't want it at all, and that's well, my at least favorite one. Number one, at least it was right. number one. So. <laughs> Right, and 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 I, the crazy thing was, I was the first I was the first author signed to her. But once she got me, she started getting a couple of people, and herself. And that's that's the goal well to make to make everybody that comes in feel equally as as you as Felicia as feel equally. We gotta get this to rise. To make sure all three got the same message. Where I sent you guys a little cute little reminder. The for writings, everybody like that, and got the same message. You guys, your own, your show, book nook show. Right. Everybody got their shows today. Everybody, everybody's equal. Everybody's the same. No matter right. you know, who signed first or 
And, you know, that's, you know, I want everybody to feel like, you know, I wouldn't want Felicia to feel like, okay, because, you know, oh, because strawberry signed first and I have, but, you know, everybody's. Say the last part again. I'm, you're, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I'm sorry. Can you hear me good? I can hear you. However, it's a little staticky. Okay, girl. I'm losing my headphones, so you have to excuse me. I'm I'm just trying to work this out, girl. I am in the middle of all <laughs> Georgia, and my phone does not work, so I'm on my laptop with my headphones, with cell phone phone. So we're just gonna make this happen, girl. I got. Um, I was just I was saying everybody to feel equal. That's how I see everyone. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their roles and their additions to the story, and everybody has, you know, their skills to add to the company. And, you know, um, everybody's equally as important to me. Right. And I, and I 100% agree. Okay. So let's go for categories you would like to write in. Well, actually, I'm looking into uh, the categories of sci-fi. I'm also looking into the category of interracial romance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, romance, because, of course, Dominant Rough is more so street lit. So I really kind of want to try my hand in sci-fi. And to be honest, I'm noticing sci-fi is is gearing more in my head right now, even though I'm trying to do a different route. Let me tell you, most of those top, most of those genres that you said, I have no books. I have romance novels. I have no um, inspiration novels. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to write any of those. No, like, understanding of that. And I, I'm going to do another one. I think that that would be And while I like it, I did not like it. I like the uh, Christian lit. So I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm do at least a part two from Christian Lit and then maybe an entire different series, you know what I'm saying, for that category. But um, right. I, I I definitely am afraid to do romance, girl. I don't think I'll have romance um, novella out for years. I'm ready. Um, you know, I love romance. I love, I love it, but I feel like the type of story that I want it so that would be good for me, good enough for me. Okay, I'll put this out. It would have to be like one of those old life romances where you're just like melting and eating ice cream and crying into your eyes while you watch it. I, oh, like I, I can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I have written a short love story because with my previous company, we were going to do a um, romance anthology. So I wrote a 11-page um, love story, and we may still do that. You know, we may still do it because I never published it. Um, we may still do a romance anthology, but I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't be I wouldn't be interested in doing um, anytime soon on novella or novel. Anytime. Right. But, you know, it's it's that's what we good because some I feel like some of the things that you are interested in I wouldn't even touch, so it would bring a bigger audience to our company. Yes, it would actually. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like I just I had this thought really. I had it um during in my mind for the past few days now and it just would not leave me if, even if I tried. I always say that. Okay, so um let's talk about growth. 
from your okay. anthology days, anthology days to now being a polished author, like you've made the most. I'm sorry. Repeat that question again. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Um. Repeat the question again. I'm sorry. It was bad at you when you was um trying to ask. No, I apologize. Everybody listening, I apologize. If you would like to speak with our author, please press one um, to speak with her. But also, um, I was saying from your anthology days to now being a published author, where do you feel like you've made the most growth as a writer? I feel like I have. And to be honest, I kind of feel like in my anthology days, when uh, Diamond and Rough was just a short story, I think I probably did a little bit better on that than I possibly did uh, when I revised it. Because I remember my mother, she's my worst critic. So, well, yeah, she is my worst critic. But she she actually read uh, Diamond and Rough when it was just a short story, and she loved it. But then when she read it how it is now, it wasn't exactly her cup of tea because of the profanity and whatnot, and she doesn't really like all that. So Yeah, maybe, maybe she's just not... Um... Uh, street fiction. You know, girl, my mom's like that too. She likes more romance, so she liked right. it better as a romance. Yes, and she, and she loved it. And then her thing was, she she could see where that story was coming from back when it was just a short story. Now, how when it was a short story, the editing was very messed up back then. So, I mean, she could still see past what that potential was, even though the editing was not good. But right. I kind of I feel like if I can kind of bring it back to how I wrote back then to now, I, I could grow a little bit more. I kind of feel like I slacked a little bit now that I think about it. Okay. So do you, so do you feel like um, with part two you will step up a little bit? I would. Um, however, I will say um, the way these characters are in my head, I don't see part two coming out this year. Um, mm-hmm. It might come out next year or the following. Okay. Okay. And, you know, you don't really want to let a long time go by. Now, a year is fine, but you don't You don't want to start 100, you know, you don't want to do 50 part ones and then you don't have any part twos. You know what I'm saying? So That's true. I, I have done. I have done my high heels. Part in my part two, I've got maybe five girl, but now I'm just feeling like, okay, it's, it's time. Yeah, more yeah, more likely, I just uh, after a year, then part two would definitely be out. I'm not, I'm not going to let it. Uh, I'm not going to let it fade too long. Okay, okay, you know, especially for those those fans that really like it, they're going to be looking for. You know how many complaints I get every day that High Heels Part Two doesn't come out. Really? <laughs> I get I get inboxes, I get text messages. So my aunt texts me. She's like, "Yeah, so I just read your fifth book, and I thought it was your fifth one was going to be high heels, but I guess it's not. So I guess I'll just read them." <laughs> but you know what? I will say this: if I get enough people in my inbox or in the reviews wanting a part two, then I would have to give my readers what they want. You know, because I do aim to please, and I want my readers to be satisfied in what I bring to the table. So if they really want a part two before that year, then I will give them that. Oh, well, you know, that's important. You definitely want to go with their fans. But you, but that brings me to my next question. Um, you, know, mm-hmm. you and I are just growing together, and we're, you know, we're figuring this stuff out together. 
So, um, you know, what do you feel like your ideas are for um, emotions? So I know you, you speak a lot about how shy you are, and, you know, um, you know, certain things that other people would be willing to just put their face on, you know, most of your hesitant. So what do you think will be your best ways to promote um, that? Well, that's actually a good question because I was actually thinking about um, ways to really promote more because I know generally, you know, just posting in Facebook groups and Instagram and Twitter, you know, that's all good and dandy. However, there should be more. And I'm still I'm still in the um, mind frame of really thinking about how I'm going to do that. Um, yes, I am very shy. However, I'm not. I'm camera shy, but then again, I'm not. Like I would take a dozen pictures and and you know put it on Facebook all day. However, when it comes to actually going live on Facebook or live anywhere else, I do tend to kind of get a little shy. Now, I was not always like that. Um, there were times where I, I didn't mind, but I think as I got older and I guess more set in my ways, I kind of got a little shy, which I do need to actually get over. You know, because like I said, when I was younger, I was never shy. I was always in the spotlight as far as in other avenues, not in uh, the writing aspect. Well, um, I want to take a second to say um, if any callers would like to speak with our author, make sure you press 1 so we can get you on the line with her. But also, um, you know, that comes and goes. I, you know, I've, I've been doing open mic, and I still get shy going on really? stage. So, you know, that comes, yet yeah, still. And I've been doing open mic for three, four years. So, you know, it still comes and goes. It's just about, you know, getting past it. But, um, you know, I, I do think that, you know, we can look at others, I, you know, other people's ideas, and, and we can, you know, team up and put some ideas together to, to get you guys more seen and, and more noticed you know, more followers and things like that. I think I'm going to start a blog where each of us will write a short story every day to get, to get, you know, to get some followers and stuff for our company. Um, You know, there's quite a few things that you can do and still be behind the scenes, but you know, you also have a small company that you want to put your face on. So, you know, we have to find ways to get around it. And I totally agree. Okay. So, um, Let's let's talk about um, your small company. Let's talk about that. So how long have you been doing the promotions? I have been doing strawberry promotions now for a few years, actually. Um, actually, before I became a writer, and in between me being a reader, I was also promoting for other authors. And then I started out uh, working under uh, Nisi, Nisi Murray, who's um, an author. I uh, worked under her and started promoting for a while, and then I started back with Strawberry Promotion. So promoting, I love promoting. I love trying to, you know, help other black authors, you know, get their face out there as well. I noticed noticed with myself, though, I tend to do a good job, you know, branding other people, but then when it comes to myself, it's kind of like I'm trying to brand myself, but then I'm not doing as good of a job. Everything's a challenge. Work on it. So, Everything's a work for you. I've worked for Nisi, may not work for you. I'm not necessarily Nisi. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Okay. So, um, what what are you, are you looking to gain more um pub more authors? I'm sorry. You know, to uh, are, are you looking to gain more authors to promote for? Are you looking to expand your promotional business and have team members? Um, you know what? As of right now, I'm not. Um, whoever actually you know hits me up and, and wants me to promote for them, I would never turn them away. Um, but as far as me actually promoting my brand, as far as strawberry promotions at the moment, I'm just gonna put that in the back burner and uh, focus more on the author strawberry part of me. Okay, and and you know um, that might they that may be a good decision for you as well, you know. But um, you know you can always promote for us, <laughs> and oh, yeah. we'll fully you know we'll fully long. appreciate it. <laughs> right, you know I was I was talking about as far as outside of us. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, you know, if you promote for us well enough, then you'll get seen and get heard and get branded for being a good promoter because, you know, you're already seen by someone who has already branded themselves as a good promoter, and that's a great thing. Right. But like I said, I mean, I would, I would never turn nobody away if somebody said, hey, I want you to promote for me. Uh, this is how much I'm going to pay you or something. You know, I'm, I'm never going to turn them away. You know, your goals and what you have in front of you, what you're trying to do. So let's talk about that. Um, what is one of your goals as a writer, as an up-and-coming writer? My my goal as a writer is to pretty much never stop writing. I want to go as far as I can go. I want to be able to see my movies and audiobooks. I want to see my, um, I'm sorry, see my books in audiobooks and see my books in movies. Um, not the independent movies, but more so like a big movie uh, brand where you can go to the actual movie theater and see uh, Diamond in the Rough. You know, that's that's what I am gearing and aiming to to do because I want to do as I'm trying to do pretty much everything that I can when it comes to this industry and as far as writing. So whatever I can do to go as far as I can, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, and and you know that's a that's a very general goal, and that's that's a really but that's good to have a goal set for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And um, I am looking into doing the audio books for the entire team, and I feel like um this coming year will be a step up for all of us, the team. You know, I I, I just want us to build. This is 2017 is a time for building a strong foundation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We want to build. We want to, you know, um, brand you ladies and, and, you know, get something going behind all of us, get some, you know, get some power and some energy going behind all of us, and then go ahead and expand to do things. Right. Okay, so do you have any other goals as a writer? As a writer, I also want to also... Well, I know, like I said, with your empire, I'm trying to be a part of your empire more so permanently. And we have our empire together, and we grow together as a team as far as we can go. That's pretty much my my set goal. That's really sweet. That's really sweet. I really appreciate that, and I do consider you a really asset to the team. Right, and I know sometimes I can be a handful, you know, because I, I have my little moments. I do, I do understand that part. <laughs> but, you well, know. no, it's it's all about growing. It's a part of growing, you know. I'm sure it's. A, I'm sure when my first book came out, I got on somebody's nerves. I'm sure because yeah. I asked questions. 
all the time. I asked questions all the time, and sometimes I repeated my questions because I forgot what they told me, and I'm sure they were like, okay, no, I'm over it. But, um, you know, I, I really just wanted to, um, I really just, you know, wanted to get an understanding, and that's why I go above and beyond for my ladies to make sure that you do understand what we got going on, and I don't care how many times you ask me, as long as you get it, because once you actually understand it, then we won't even have to discuss it anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about um, you as a brand. Um, You know, I know you said you wanted to step away from your uh, promotions a little bit. You know, you weren't taking any more clients and you know that that's okay because you actually are known someone as a as a um, promoter but um what are you looking to, to use like what tools are you looking to use to brand strawberry well I'm, I'm pretty much looking into as far as having events i was thinking about maybe throwing like an event here and really getting people um, really knowing how who the strawberry is and what she has to offer. Um, that's part of the um, brand that I, I really would like to do. Um, as far as others, I haven't really thought about it yet. I'm still kind of uh, searching as far as other um, branding branding um, branches to do. Okay. And, and, you know, that's a good start. That's a good start to get your face out there. But, you know, you, again, you're going to have to come away from the shyness because when you're in front of people, they, they're going to see you and speak to you and ask you questions and take pictures exactly. and things like that, you know. But that's just about loving who you are. You know, I always tell you that. I always encourage that self-love. But see, you know, with that, I'm not even shy. It's, it's when it comes to actually being live, like like on the camera where the whole world can see you type thing is where I, I start to kind of get a tad bit shy. And when I, a lot of times when I stay in shot, a lot of people don't believe me because of the fact that I have such a bubbly personality. But right. deep down, I'm very shy. <laughs> right. And and sometimes I see it and sometimes I don't. So, you know, I, right. I, I do see the, the changes and the difference depending on the activities I'm trying to get you to do. But, um, you know, that's, that's, again, why I try to get my ladies to do these um, shows, to get yourself used to doing interviews and get yourself you know, your voice heard and, and your name heard. You know, this is one of the, the marketing tools that I'm using to help with that. And I, I hope that it is helping. It is. At least, in my, at least in my opinion, I believe it is. Okay. And this was your second interview on your promo tour, right? Yes. This is, well, technically, really, it's my third. The first one was on Slice with uh, Bianca, Bianca Fly, and then tonight with you. Okay, and make sure that you, um, at the end of your tour, that you get all the flyers up together and you do a thank you to the host and everything like that. Because that will also, you know, you'll be able to tag the host and it'll get you seen a lot more too. So make sure you do that. So, oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to start wrapping the show up. What I want you to do is tell people where they can find your book. Um, tell people where how they can um, see you, your author page, and get to know you, or how they can follow you as well. Okay. Well, my book is available now on paperback and Kindle, which uh, is Amazon and paperback. And you can also get your um, paperback directly through me. And I'm also I also have two Facebook pages. 
Uh, both of them are is Lauren Horner, except one of them says author of Strawberry and the other one is Strawberry. And the one that says Strawberry has my book cover, Diamond and Rough, on it. And I also have two Instagram pages. The first Instagram is Lauren the Strawberry. My second Instagram is Strawberry underscore just J Warner. And I also have a Twitter page, which is Strawberry8584. Plus, I have two Facebook like pages, which is uh, the first one is Author Strawberry, and the second one is uh, Just J. Warner Authors Presents. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much for coming in to do the show. Thanks for thank all you for all having me. Thank you. I, you know I appreciate you, girl. You know I, I want to help you as much as possible get out there. And um, when your next book come out, you definitely will be back on the show. Oh, thank you. I had lots of fun. I did, too. You know, it, this definitely felt like girl talk. And, um, you know, I, I hope that I'm pushing you to do more interviews. Yeah, all that does is help me. You know, it helps me out. In the long run, the more you push me because it kind of gets me out of my shyness. Right. Right. So thank you for calling in. Thanks to all our listeners. And make sure you guys tune in for our our shows. This will be um, aired again. I'll send you a link as soon as um, they're able to call back and listen to it, okay? Okay. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night.